1: and welcome, boys and girls, to the 260th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8 and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, the Marlo to my Chabwick, the podcast writer-die that you can find on them socials at Miss Ally Hart. Miss Allie Hart, how the bloody hell are you?
0: Doing good on this Friday afternoon. <laughs> I yeah <have> to think. <laughs> the week yeah blurry. you are
1: obviously <laughs> reporting to us from the past and yes. I am uh, coming to you from the future so uh, it's always fun hearing about your Friday and I'm telling you about my Saturday at the same time
0: it is interesting because like everything's still like hustling and bustling over here and for the most part for most people uh respect to retail workers but like uh you know it's Saturday morning so most people are resting over there in Australia
1: yeah yeah it's uh just just come past uh, just about to tick over 20 to 10 on Saturday morning here it's uh, nice and overcast in Melbourne predicted rain for the next several days so uh, nice. a lot of inside living I think even though we've, we've uh, you know freedom day was yesterday <laughs> as they call it. Uh, it was a big thing you know people were uh, getting on the beers every which way but loose but uh Yeah, we've got some freedoms. We're allowed to get out and about again. No more restrictions as far as a 10K bubble. We can go get haircuts. We can go have a meal at a pub. Life is living. (laughs) Yeah, the essentials, Miss Hart. We can't go shopping. You can't go into a retail store. But some retail shops have found a loophole where they can sell to you like... At the front of their store. So you could like stand at their window and they can bring the goods out and go, excuse me, Miss Hart, would you like to buy these shoes? And then you could try them on in the laneway and decide.
0: Uh, Oh, well, well, like, I mean, that was definitely one thing that was kind of uh, like companies figured out pretty quickly over here was how to do in-store pickup. But I guess you had to have like access to online shopping.
1: That's true. That's true. I I did a few uh in store pickups or, or car park pickups uh, the last few weeks with yeah. uh, my new Melbourne living, but um, yeah, Freedom Day was yesterday. Uh, the the night b- rolling into Freedom Day, some random youths decided to let off a ton of firecrackers after midnight at like the Oval two doors down from my house. So I was in bed just about to get to sleep. Then it was like, and I like, I immediately like, oh my God, someone just got shot. What's happening? I didn't even think that it was fireworks. Then I peeked my head out the window and I just saw like the little green and like gold and pink sort of phosphorus that you could see in the sky. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then went back to sleep. And then um, about another 20 minutes later, there was another wave of them that went off there and then another wave. So this Mm -hmm. went for about an hour worth of fireworks. And it was a pain in my ass, Miss Hart.
0: Yeah, like we used, to, I used to have that problem when I lived in Sydney. We used to have these um kids that would always let a firework, fireworks, whenever they wanted to. It wasn't necessarily for an event or occasion. Chances of the occasion was they got their hands on fireworks. Yeah. So um, but you know, it it was always bad because it really bothered my dog. So.
1: Yeah, fireworks aren't a good time for pets, and uh, people with fireworks need to take that into consideration. But as you said, like it's tough, tough going to get fireworks these days. I remember, like, for a while you could only buy fireworks in territories, not states, so you could buy them in Northern Territory in yeah. Canberra, mm-hmm. and then you could only buy fireworks over like Queen's Birthday long weekend. So, and then I don't think you could buy them at all for a while. Like they're really cracking down on these. I don't know why. Like you can buy a whole host of other horrible noise and damage makers, but not fireworks. But uh, yeah, Australian government doing Australian government things, I guess.
0: Yep, the weird and wacky world.
1: Yeah, <sighs> Some other weird and wacky worlds that uh, we've been embarking on, Miss Heart, the last week. It's been a very varied slate as far as games we've tackled. I guess we could jump in and talk about our uh, our little collab last Saturday after we recorded the pod. Mm. We managed to synchronize schedules and we had a full squad in uh, Back for Blood. Yourself, Pedro, myself, Benny, all running around, all trying to kill all the Ridden and all the other various beasties that come at you in this game and boy howdy was that fun
0: i had an absolute blast it was so much fun like first of all it was just great like playing with you guys again because it's been like it's always hard to kind of line up game time but like playing with like you and benny and me and benny haven't played a game in what feels like forever um so that was amazing but then just it being this like stupid chaotic game (laughs) of, like, just zombie hordes and us, like, you know, scrounging around. Oh, me and Penny going at our job, which was just taking money and copperware.
1: Just constant updates running around. (laughs) Then I see in the UI, it's like, oh, um, you know, Miss Allie Hart's taken fifty of this. Then Benny's found a hundred of these coins. Like you guys were just out there, just being thrifty and finding yeah. every every penny under the couch cushion you could find.
0: Funding the cause we were. Um, but yeah, it was it was lots and lots of fun. Like. Um, this, like, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised on how wrong I've been proven that this game, because um, I, I, it, it wasn't on my radar at all. Like, I didn't care for it. I thought I had played every kind of zombie horde game kind of thing. So I was like, eh, like, whatever. But this one's been genuinely fun. The incorporation of, like, the card sets, like, that you can add, like, to, like, you know, buff or uh, improve your gameplay has just been a really fun addition and um yeah, like I like playing with you guys was great. And um I, I've also been playing with just with randoms and it hasn't been a problem. It's been like fun both ways.
1: Yeah, the the connection uh with sort of the cross platform was super smooth. Like we had three of us on Xbox and then one on PC when us four were rolling mm-hmm. and there was no issues with the game, there was no issues with party chat, uh, you know, the the combat was fine. Like there was a couple of tiny little moments of lag but it wasn't noticeable constantly no. like there was maybe a few little rubber bandings going on just because we we're bouncing maybe between au servers or us and see half of us are here and half of us are there so that was a bit of a challenge but um outside of that it was it was a ton of fun like it was just madness <laughs> so many creatures coming at us and these acts like there's only three acts of this game for sort of the in air quotes current campaign But that first act, like I haven't progressed any further since we played, but we did that whole first act and it was long and very in-depth and varied and fun and it was a good experience. Like you're getting a lot of meat on this bone.
0: Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. It was really varied in the sense that like, each, like, stage of that act or whatever was something different. It wasn't just, I'll kill all the zombies. It was, like, no, like, there's this element and then you got to do this. And then there's, like, bombing a bridge. There's um, transporting, um, like, supplies to a location and then, you know, defeating waves and such. Like, that's, that's actually pretty accurate. So that's probably why it doesn't feel so monotonous. Like, each thing has, like, a different... Um, narrative or game style to it to, you know, change it up a bit.
1: Yeah, that, that chapter near the back end of the first um, arc where you hold up in that old bar and you've got to keep repairing the jukebox, which is playing the tunes, that was absolutely insane.
0: <laughs> like, good insane, but also, like, I, I full disclosure, I was the first to die <laughs> on that stage. I died in the kitchen. Uh- Looking
1: <laughs> Looking for coins. Looking-
0: um, I yeah, so I was dead pretty quick. So it was great, just like switching between all the camera views and watching everyone else just absolutely get destroyed. But having that um that jukebox just playing some absolute banger tune, like in the background, like it, it um it reminds me of um uh Shaun of the Dead. Um, also yes. comedy, watch comedy, re- listen to the comedy rewind podcast. Who recently did mm-hmm. that, um. It reminds me of In Short of the Dead when they're kind of huddled up in the bar and. Um,
1: and Don't Stop Me Now is Don't playing Stop me by now Queen. Is playing, yeah,
0: and they're just like attacking off like hordes of zombies. So it's just so chaotic. It's so fun. I'm sad that I died pretty quickly. <laughs> but um, the whole experience is really good. So.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a challenging game. Like it's not just. Like it is mindless violence, yes, but like. You do need to have a bit of strategy as far as how you go about attacking or taking on certain enemies. You've always got to be moving because there is oh, yeah. just swarms of these things coming from everywhere, and there's ones that uh, you know grab you and drag you away. There's other ones that sort of freeze you in place with like this, I guess saliva-based mm. netting that it yeah, spits like webbing, at you. Yeah. Uh, there's another bit like there's big sort of like running in and, and suicide bombing creatures and, and like there's a whole variety of things that are going to kill you in a whole variety of ways. So you're constantly on on the aggre- like aggressiveness and pushing forward and then you're sort of being a bit passive and, and sort of, uh, you know, standing back and, and getting a little, a little bit of breathing room. But yeah. it's it's so fun. It's so fun and I can't wait to, to try and finish these other two chapters just to see how the story plays out because I was genuinely – Getting interested in the story and the cutscenes, introducing updates and new characters and things—they're really well done. Like it's a yeah. good-looking game from from the cinematic side.
0: Yeah, like yeah, actually, you're right. The cinematic side isn't too bad. I gotta be honest, I actually have no idea what's happening with the story. Didn't really pay <laughs> attention. With it, don't really care. I just like I like just going in there and swinging my bat and just you know getting amongst the chaos. So I'm sure there's probably a great story in there, but I mean, I'm not paying attention. So that's on me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I think we're all just queuing up for the, the violence and the chaos, really. Yeah. Like, and the fact that we've got eight eight characters and they've all got uh, unique abilities and sort of utilities that work in and synergize with the rest of the team. So, mm-hmm. being mindful of having, you know, a Doc or a Holly or whoever it is that has a certain buff that's going to really benefit how you play and vice versa, it really helps make your way through this this game because we were just playing on, like, the standard difficulty if and it was very it got, tough. And yeah. there's two tiers above that you can go to which would be absolutely bananas because <laughs> like, there's friendly fire yes. <laughs> being turned off in the higher difficulty and we'd all be dying from our we, own bullets.
0: We know because there's a lot of um, in-game... Um, like voice interactions between the characters that kind of just happens um with it amongst them so um and you hear so many times and we especially heard it on our gameplay of like hey stop shooting me well don't get in the way like yeah. so-
1: <laughs> just playing it off it's so light and like light and tone isn't it? it's yeah. like ah oh, you what do you shoot me and yeah it's like oh you walked in front of my bullets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you wouldn't be doing that in the in the higher difficulties, that oh, for sure, no. because you'd be dropping so often.
0: Yeah, I'd be dead instantly, running in uh, full force with my baseball bat, getting in everyone's way.
1: So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but super fun, highly recommended. Like we we officially approve this game as as something worth your time. And and if you're using a like Game Pass as a service why haven't you downloaded this game and whether you're rolling with some friends, because it is cross-platform, so you can play with PlayStation, PC, and Xbox users, so you can play on all ecosystems together with this game. Just get in there and, and smash some heads and, uh, you know, have some laughs because it is absolutely bananas. Yeah. It's bananas. Um, speaking on, maybe not bananas, I guess there's, is there banana trees in Animal Crossing? No, not that I'm... One day, because there's 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 a new uh, there's another new little character that was introduced, uh, which was uh, Tiang Sheng, the monkey villager who's coming in that 2.0 update. Mm. Uh, but Miss Hart, you've been playing a bit of Animal Crossing again, I see. Yeah,
0: I went back. I went back um, and I'm starting to like... First of all, it's Halloween, so you've got to collect your candies for the Halloween night uh, so you can hand them out and get gifts back and whatever. Uh, but I'm trying to get like figure out what I'm doing for the, um, for the new content in November, November 5th, I believe. Uh, so I'm kind of just figuring out my shit and figuring out my Island, whether if I want to, you know, restart, um, there's a bunch of other new recipes that I've apparently missed out on. So I'm collecting those as well. It was great coming back to all my, um, villages and just like, uh, well, them having, you know, having words with me about my, uh, disappearance, um but also with my own um you know vulgarity that i've added to the game it's it's made for some quite wonderful interactions with uh, with my like villagers and my disappearance so it's been fun it's been fun
1: i think i think i'm gonna boot it up this week just to see if people have left or not i just want to see what kind of state of disrepair my my island's looking like at the moment um
0: I don't think I
1: could could nuke it and start again. Like I saw a few people on my socials that I follow sort of screenshotting and and uploading the data of them deleting their island after 300, 400 plus hours to start fresh. I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's a commitment right there. And I don't know if I'm eager enough to do that. But, um, yeah, I want to know who's there and what's happening. So maybe I'll just sort of do a drive-by, pop in, have a cuppa, and then get out of there again for another 12 months.
0: Yeah, they, they literally specifically tell you how long it's been.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I know it's been a long time. Yeah. A very long time.
0: Straight up just telling me, like, it's been 10 months. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. Sorry. So, yeah, I'll, um, I'll give that a look and report back in the coming weeks. But um, something else that I uh, didn't expect myself to ever be playing, but uh, here I am off the back of my... My sort of anime addiction that i've been churning through with all that high fantasy i have decided to continue that fantasy and uh jump into final fantasy 14 online
0: oh, it uh,
1: last weekend got the download going got the game running and uh i have been slashing and jumping and stabbing my way through this game i've got my first well my only character uh, as, as a lancer which is uh, becoming a dragoon which is sort of one of the like polearm wielding uh, DPS characters. Yeah. Uh, she is at level 35 now oh, so really? uh, I've been uh, been grinding my way through very hard this week, played a little bit uh, with NATO a little bit with Benny and even uh, played a good chunk um, one night this week I can't remember exactly what day it was. Selene the dream Abraham jumped on and oh, uh, no we ran way. through a dungeon together so because the the bug has definitely bit him so he was sort of showing me the ropes and giving me some hot tips and uh i've finished a good portion of the the first campaign prior to the dlc so um uh yeah working my way through final fantasy online i am now a uh mmo boy again and uh it's it's been fun it's been fun to just play something a little bit different
0: (laughs) i was gonna say do you reckon you're gonna pay for the extra like you know to continue on but i know you you're you're going to do it regardless.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I had, like, because like, you can all play it for free, but you need at least someone to actually buy the base game so you can sort of party up oh. and do that stuff. So I paid I paid the money just to buy the base game. It was like 30 bucks or whatever. Like, it's nothing crazy. So I paid that. So that way, uh, yeah, we can all synergize and, and play and, and roam around together if people decide to, to jump on this journey with me. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been such a such a different experience than everything else I've been playing lately. And it, it's been fun. It's been fun just mindlessly running around, killing this or that, and actually semi-caring about some of the story that's happening at the moment. Like there's a assortment of characters and races and classes that are just piquing my interest. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. I've been enjoying myself. Do you know if it's cross-save? Uh, yeah, you, you can port your character from PC to PlayStation. Yeah, you can? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yep.
0: Hmm. Something
1: yeah, I would think But you can, you can play with, um, like, because Dream and, and Benny and Nato, they're all playing on PC and mm-hmm. I was playing on PlayStation 5, so yeah. you can all play together. Okay. It's just the, the part where it'll get janky with that is how are you going to communicate, like, what's going to be your party chat? and Having it on Discord, yeah. There's no native Discord integration on the PlayStation just yet, so I just had my phone out with Discord running on speakerphone beside me. I've but had it, to do that, it, yeah. It was fine. <laughs> I've had to do it's it a fine. few times, but yeah, it's been fun. I've uh, been enjoying myself, just uh, distracting gameplay with a bit of bit of Final Fantasy and just grinding up the the level. The leveling has been pretty smooth, and the just working out the rotations as this Lancer character. And the cool thing is, is you can sort of just whatever weapon you've equipped will change to that class so you can have multiple classes on the one character like you know okay. with something like WoW where if you're a paladin, that character's a paladin then you'd have to create a new character to play a monk or whatever it is where this, you can you can jump in and out and then just level them independently so you can have them all on the one tune. You equip a sword and a shield. You become a a paladin or a warrior. You you equip a staff. You can become a certain mage and everything like that. So mm. it's cool that you can have all that at your fingertips and just uh, change the role that you want to play as you go.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Especially- so it's been fine. It's been fine. Scratching an itch I didn't know I had, and uh yeah, it's uh it's been tied me over. We've got um we're also. Just about to start working through House of Ashes, the next entry in the the Dark Pictures Anthology from uh, Supermassive Games. So thanks to Bandai Namco for tossing us a couple of keys on that. We'll have some more uh, extensive reporting next week, maybe to tie into our spooky episode as far as our thoughts and um, experiences with that game. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't dove into it yet. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to it because the reviews are saying that this might be the best supermassive game since Until Dawn. On some of the reviews,
0: yeah. So I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm also like scared.
1: (laughs) I'm like, yay! Oh no! Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna try and play it over the weekend during the The day with the lights on.
0: (laughs) I'm not too keen to be playing that one in the dark, like, ooh.
1: Yeah. So, so we'll we'll try and play because you can play it singularly as your own experience, but then you can do the the sort of uh, online play yeah. where you can control characters individually together mm. so uh, we'll try and get those both experiences and give you a, a full deep dive on that in the next week or so as well but uh, yeah cheers to Bandai for that and very excited yes. to play a bit of uh, House of Ashes
0: yeah very excited to wet myself <laughs>
1: I'm less excited for that, but uh, you know what? I'll be cheering you No, I won't be cheering you on. Uh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> that's weird, but uh, you do you, whatever you got to do. Go,
0: go, go. Pee, pee, pee.
1: Yeah, and once you're done peeing, obviously you head on over to uh kofi.com forward slash we are 8-bit. And if you want to support us monetarily, you can do so over there from the low, low price starting from $1 AUD per month. You can get yourself an 8-bit founders coin for $20 AUD shipped anywhere on planet Earth. And also once you're done doing that, or if you can't support us monetarily or you don't want to, which is fine, just be sure to rate, subscribe us as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts, takes no time, costs no money and means an awful, awful, awful lot. So be sure to do that and just to pay it forward. Uh, And speaking of paying things forward, we are just starting to prepare for our end of year giveaway. Uh, More details will be announced in November, but we're going to be running it from November through to the back end of December where we've got our final uh, run of THG uh, episodes planned out. But we're going to be trying to give away the biggest pack that we've done Uh, I guess, in 8Bits existence. So we're going to try and just correlate as much awesome swagger, try and get, you know, four figures worth of value here for one potential big winner and then also have like a a minor prize for a runner-up as well. So we're just working on that. It's going to tie into a bit of a a quick sort of Q&A where we're going to be doing, like correlating a lot of the end-of-year data, you know, favorite games, favorite movies, so on and so forth. So it's going to be really easy for you guys and girls to enter and uh, yeah, you could win yourself an absolute bucket load of swag from us as well as all our fantastic partners so uh yeah more info on that to come uh but yeah that'll be over at 8bit.net forward slash win not up there right now but uh in the next week or so that'll go live at the start of november run through into december and you can win yourself an absolute bucket load of awesome peripherals and games and merchandise and everything else in between so uh get excited for that but miss Hart, what do you think shall we jump into some news let's do it this week's news headlines. Alright, first little banger. Multiple, multiple shots fired here coming from the delay cannon. Uh, City of Project Red has pushed the Xbox Series XS and PlayStation 5 versions of both The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 to next year. So the next gen update is going to be coming out potentially a year and a half after <laughs> these games were made available on those next-gen consoles so uh you know we always say take your time get it done right which is fine and i'm gonna try and stick to that mantra but my god this has been a um a journey with cyberpunk especially
0: cyberpunk is kind of like weird it's just like wow this game really was not ready at all like it really 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 wasn't ready and i'm like like a lot of people are just like oh you know i don't think i'll ever play this game oh well whatever but for me, like, like, I always try to put forward that I loved cyberpunk. I actually really enjoyed my experience with the game. Um, the only frustration from, um, this delay is just like, I've actually really kind of wanted to play it again. I've had like little, like, uh, like, like little moments of just like, oh I really just want to just drive around and listen to music or, you know, maybe start up a new character, but the new gen, um, version was meant to be my excuse to play it again like do another playthrough so i'm just kind of like i just i just want to scratch that itch again obviously yes i know i could just load it up and just do it anyway but i mean
1: yeah you want that full experience and i'm the same like i've i I really enjoyed it like we we did a a pretty glowing spoiler cast on this game Mm. jesus nearly a year ago now and uh you know even though it was a bit buggy and had some warts we all collectively really enjoyed our time with the game and had high hopes for this full version, you know, HD, next gen version with all these bug fixes to give us a, a more complete experience, and we we're all sort of saying, "Yeah, we'll, we'll all go back and give it a go and see how it plays now that it's smooth and bug free." And yeah. we're still waiting. still waiting. We're still waiting for that smooth, bug-free next gen version. But at least they didn't say it's abandoned. You know, I'm hoping it's not going to come to 2022 and they're like, "You know what? It's gotten too hard. That's not happening anymore." All the other DLC we had planned, which has been sort of swept under the rug too. Yeah, has actually. not been discussed at all. Like, <laughs> that's worrying. Um, but that's game development in, in the, the 2020s, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's been a rough year. Yes,
1: It has been. And uh, yeah, a couple more delays. So Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp has also been delayed because the game, in quotes, needs a little more time for fine-tuning was originally scheduled for December 3rd on the Nintendo Switch. The delay pushes the game to an unspecified date in spring of 2022. So we're looking somewhere between March and June,
0: I guess. Yeah, I guess around then.
1: Yeah, so so we're looking potentially up to a six-month delay there for Advance Wars 1 Plus 2. And uh, we also got a slight delay with Elden Ring. It's going to be releasing on February 25th of 2022. (laughs) It was pushed back a month. Uh, was I think it was slated for the 22nd of January or something like that. Around then. Initially. Uh, but yeah, the depth and strategic freedom of the game has exceeded initial expectations, apparently. Uh, they thank you for your trust and patience. And they also say, we look forward to seeing you experience the game in the closed network test this coming November. So if you, if you Google... Um, elden ring closed network test you can uh request your interest to try and get in as i guess almost like a beta tester for this game to play a little bit of a slice of elden ring in november before its uh february release but yeah a couple of a couple of big and notable delays there mm. uh elden ring uh having that that sort of stress test in november is interesting but also seeing it now move to february which is just full of game Why? releases february is a minefield of a month as far as new titles
0: it is rough like there's so many titles coming out in february it's absolutely an absolute cluster like destiny um the the new content for destiny is coming out in um february they've already said that they don't care like they're 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 totally okay with coming out because obviously us destiny nerds are pretty dedicated um Mm -hmm. So, that's fine. But, like, I, I just think it's, like, why February? Why is everyone kind of just bustling up? Like, my brain is saying at this stage that it has to be, like a, um, like, a money thing. It has to be, like, an investments shareholder kind of, like, budgeting kind of thing. That's why they're all trying to push back but only push back to, like, February.
1: Mm. Like, I guess, depending on where you are in the globe, your sort of fiscal fiscal calendars are very different like i know um like some parts of asia and then europe run like weirdly like october to september and then like parts of the u.s and things like that and other regions of europe run from i think it's like february to january and obviously we've got july to june and then there's just the, the calendar fiscal periods that some people work off as well so I think a lot of it's to do with that shareholder. Maybe they, they want that injection at the back end of Q1 to mm. sort of show that things are on the right track. But yeah, February is starting to become a bit of a bit of a pillar as far as game releases. Like, yeah, you mentioned the next big Destiny expansion. We've also got uh, Horizon Forbidden West yeah. out that month. We've got the new Saints Row out that month. We've mm. got a couple of titles for the Switch, which were pretty reputable, which escaped me right now. Apologies, Nintendo fans. And now I've got Elden Ring. I think there was... Close to about 10 or so big titles all dropping in February of 2022, which is going to be a busy month for gamers.
0: Yeah, but luckily enough, gamers really like to brag about how quickly they finish a game. Um, So maybe they'll just all go out there and rush most of it. I forgot about Horizon, actually. I'm wondering if that will get an extra push because we haven't seen too Oh, you know what? We do have a, and a PlayStation event coming up, so maybe we'll see more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is excuse me, goddamn, <laughs> um, it's very exciting, so exciting. My stomach wanted to let it be known as well. Uh, the next little bit of news here: uh, Xbox Game Studio is is working with Finnish studio Mainframe on a cloud-native MMO, according to reports. So, uh, yeah, so Mainframe had already been announced, uh, but claims have been corroborated by VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb. He's breaking so much news he these does. days, Mr. Grubb. Yeah. Uh, he claims the Adventure MMO is being published by Xbox Game Studios and developed under the working title PAX Day. According to Grub, developer Mainframe is looking into gameplay mechanics that could only work in a game that primarily exists on a remote server such as this. It's very interesting thought processes there. So we're looking at, I guess, with this remote server, maybe, like, maybe procedurally generated areas mm-hmm. or something like that where... Maybe the MMO runs can be different based off experience and load in and region, but it's it's interesting because Mainframe has been kicking around um, the traps for a while, but seeing Xbox jumping in to uh, be the be the publisher here uh, shows their I guess continued interest in that cloud space. Obviously with yeah. XCloud and cloud gaming now starting to sort of pop off all around the globe to to much positive uh, reception. It's, it's smart to see them sort of teaming up with uh, with devs like this to to bring other games to that platform.
0: Yeah, and it's also good for, like, um, Mainframe to actually get that support from Xbox Game Studios and push because if they are developing something that might be considered maybe a bit more new or a bit more risky, like new, newer technology or something um, of that variation, having um, Xbox Game Studios support behind it obviously tells them that they're doing something right. So, mm. you know, the... the the assumption is his mainframe was originally working on something, and then Xbox Game Studio maybe caught wind of it and then jumped on board. Um,
1: I don't yeah, know if this is let's let's partner up. Yeah,
0: I don't know if this is yet confirmed. It's like like it says according to reports. So right now is I think it's still sitting at hearsay. A bit, bit of smoke and mirrors, still. Yeah. So, but I mean, like we kind of said, Jeff Grubb's been pretty right lately. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, Same. he's he's got his fingers in some pies, that's for sure, yeah, that's and uh, he, he's breaking a lot of news. He, he's become one of those global sort of uh, you know kings of, of rumor rumor milling and uh, finding the facts before it's official. So mm. uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens with Mainframe and if if this partnership with Xbox Game Studios does does occur and what that will mean for cloud gaming and also Xbox as a whole. So uh, interesting. Mm interesting uh, on the topic of Xbox and Microsoft and what have you. Uh, they have also announced this week that 2 terabyte and 512 gig models of Seagate storage expansion cards for the Xbox series X/s will be joining the existing one terabyte model before the end of the year. This was detailed on Xbox Wire. The Seagate 512 storage expansion card is available for pre-order right now in, uh, via Walmart in the United States for $139.99 USD and that's going to be released in the middle of November. I uh, don't think they've confirmed the date and price for the 2 terabyte card as of today but from what I heard, the uh, the 2 terabyte SSD storage expansion card is more expensive than an Xbox Series S So, if you wanted to put two terabytes of storage into your S, it's pretty much like buying two Xbox Series S's because this thing is not cheap. I I bought the one terabyte one for my Series X, and even that I think cost me three hundred bucks.
0: That's ridiculous. Actually, just buy another console. Just like have like, (laughs) just like build up on consoles. Um, I I think in this household we probably should consider. Maybe buying one of these storage expansions because we're and because of Game Pass as well. Like, we're constantly like installing more and more games, and we've got like you know some pretty big games on our um, Xbox, so we're, we're running out of space, we're deleting, making room, and all that sort of stuff, kind of doing that kind of. You know, back and forth. So, uh, but these prices are ridiculous. Like, I understand pricing, yeah. but like, when, like, when you kind of do that comparison, like you said, where it's you are buying essentially another console, you kind of just wonder.
1: Yeah. It's almost like, I'll I'll buy two Xbox one like Series S's and that's my multiplayer machine and that's my single player machine or something. You that's know, I'm just having Duty. them both set up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest one, right? Call of Duty, the whole Yeah, service. Call of Duty
1: is like 120 gig yeah. or something like that, which is bananas. But um Yeah, like like it's good to have, especially with these ones, because you're gonna get that fast boot, you're gonna get those those really quick load times. Like you can still have games saved on a traditional portable hard drive, but you're going to not experience those SSD speeds. So that's going to be the differences. So you can still just go USB in the back of this thing, as opposed to using that that custom storage expansion slot. But you save yourself a ton of money, but the load times aren't going to be there and stuff. So it's, it's a trade off. Oh, okay. There's a trade off, but um, yeah, you want that whip quick in yeah. and out of games and stuff. You know, you want that um that fast start and everything. So. It's cool, but yeah, save that pocket money up, especially if you want that two terabyte um, storage expansion card. Because boy, howdy, it is not cheap. No, it's not. It's rough. Yes. Something else that well, I don't, I, it didn't look cheap. The trailer certainly looked big, but uh, we got the Uncharted movie trailer released this week. Uh, on the back of, uh, I think it was getting leaked. So then Sony had to sort of pivot and go, shit, let's get this thing out, get it in front of people ASAP. So we saw the first trailer for the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg in the last couple of days. And it includes set pieces that look strikingly like moments from throughout the game series on which it's based. The trailer shows a young Nathan Drake as a bartender meeting Mark Wahlberg Sully before the two embark on an adventure. We're all, we also get mention of Nathan's brother, Sam, who plays met in Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Antonio Bandaris's character is the antagonist, a rival treasure hunter with seemingly a lot more resources. There are also multiple scenes that look to be based on the games, from a marooned pirate ship to the sequence from Uncharted 3, in which Drake is dragged behind a cargo plane. There are also musical cues and individual relics that players will remember from the games as well. The movie arrives on February 18th, so even more busy times for February uh, where we've got Uncharted, the movie. Uh, it's going to be arriving, yeah, February 18th and will be released into theatres only rather than taking a day and date streaming approach. So we were talking about this sort of offline before we started recording this morning. Mm. And I think the trailer looked fine, but I agree with you. Like, you sort of mentioned something that, that really hit and it's hard to not see Tom Holland as anyone but Peter Parker at the moment. Like, yeah. it feels like this is... Peter Parker goes treasure hunting. And, you know, no disrespect to Nathan Drake or Peter Parker, but it's hard to break that sort of thought process away from this trailer.
0: Yeah, it's like, and it's it's never nice to kind of say, um, especially to someone's like acting credibility of like, well, I can't remove you from a very specific role. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily on him. Um, it seems like they've kind of they've kind of like maybe reached into the kind of like dorky, quirky, adventurous nature of like his Spider-Man role and still had it kind of adapted into this like Uncharted movie. Like I don't really see much difference. Like we see a lot of things in this trailer where he's, you know, you know, a bit like broody, a bit mysterious, a bit action, but then also a bit wacky. And obviously um, like the character of Nathan Drake is, he, he is like, he's charismatic and he's like, he's, 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 you know, a smart ass, but I, I don't necessarily see, I didn't see that kind of, you know, quirkiness. I saw like, I saw Peter Parker, I saw Spider-Man quirkiness. So. Yeah. And I hate doing that. I hate like kind of doing that association, but that's what I was getting.
1: I, I think it's so tough too, because he's so, so fresh faced Tom Holland. Like he still mm. looks like a high schooler and you know, that's no disrespect. Like, I I love this kid and he's a great actor, very talented individual, but he doesn't have, like, because they've got scenes from pretty much the first sort of three movies that they're alluding to here, which is probably a span over several years where Nathan Drake has been a bit of an accomplished treasure hunter by then, where he's still this young, fresh-faced dude that looks like he's just finished school. It's sort of this weird juxtaposition for me where he's playing this role that, Maybe they're going to be time jumping several years in the future, where he's potentially meant to be what late twenties, early thirties, where he's always going to look like he's sixteen or seventeen, <laughs> which is kind of tough. And um, you know, Mark Wahlberg as Sully, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but like as as we were talking about before this as well, it's really hard to disconnect from that, like that um, that the fan, fan mate, trailer yeah. that was made with Nathan Fillion. Uh, which was just phenomenally done. And I think we're all just sort of so locked on that still as that's the Uncharted movie right there. Just throw some money at these guys and make this movie and we're never going to get it.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, definitely um, spoiled by that. Um, like, it was, it was a fan-made short. Like, it went for, I think we... Kind of guesstimated or from what we remembered was like 10 minutes long. Um, but um, we saw like Nathan Fillion playing the role that everyone says that he's perfect for. He played it perfectly. Um, a lot of people obviously um, kind of battle back um, by saying, you know, well, unfortunately, Nathan Fillion is older now. He's a much older dude, so he can't play the role, to which I understand. So you would have to go much further into the future of maybe Nathan Drake's story so I don't know yeah I guess maybe that doesn't work but the problem is is that I've seen it now like I've seen it I've witnessed it I enjoyed it like immensely it just was great um, and so it's gonna be really hard to present me with something else and say still just as good and I'm like oh no
1: yeah yeah we've been spoiled by that by that uh, that teaser or that uh, short, that yeah. Nathan Fillion jaunt. Because yeah, a lot of us are gonna have a hard time disconnecting, thinking that's what it could be, that's what it should be, and this is what we got. Like, it looks like this movie's gonna be fun. It looks like there's gonna be a lot of big action set pieces and Yeah. I, I think if if it's a, a passable popcorn movie, I think the masses will be happy and I, I feel that's what we're probably gonna get. Like I like Tom Holland with his sort of dorky charisma that he has. Like he's he's yeah. a bit of a dude and he's a great little actor, so I feel he could probably carry this role, but yeah, it's it's. I just got to try and start breaking away from what we've seen and what we want to what we're gonna get
0: and to be honest we also could be possibly tarnished by the um production hell that this movie's been through like it's that's like true. it's been through a lot of shit like um
1: was it six directors i think I they went through i think
0: that's right yeah it was a really ridiculous number and it's just it's it's been in the works for a long time it's been a lot of uncertainty so maybe that kind of thing is also planted maybe a, a a slight seed of negativity but that's true you know what like like I see a lot of fans that are actually, that enjoyed it. They really liked the trailer. They're, they're excited and that's good for them. I'm happy for them. As long as like, yeah. you know, there's some people out there that are um, genuinely excited for this, then it doesn't really matter what I think.
1: <laughs> it does a little bit. Uh, well, it does.
0: We, we know how I feel. Like I, I already have my Uncharted movie called A National Treasure 1 and 2, <laughs> waiting for the third one. Um, so Is there a third one getting made? It's it been rumoured. It has been me. It's been rumored. It's been. It was once upon a time sitting on Nicolas Cage's IMDb for a while there. So um, talk about production hell. Uh, but you know, Nicolas Cage is doing a million and one other things right now, so oh he's God. okay. But yeah,
1: so, so many bad movies. So many bad movies, and just like pure bad, bad. Like you know, he what he plays some that are good, bad that you can watch and go, mm. you no, know what this is fine. But I watched that um, Prisoners of Ghostland. I've been hearing about ago. that one. <sighs> it was rough. Oh, like, okay. It's just straight bad, bad. Like Anyone that likes trash and is a Nicolas <laughs> Cage fan, give it a look, but just do not get excited about this movie. It is so choppy and just all over the place, but it's just more bizarro Nicolas Cage hotness. Love it.
0: Love it. Wouldn't want him any other way.
1: But Pig. Pig is great. Watch Pig. Yeah. Really good movie. <laughs> Something else that's, uh, you know, good or bad depending on which side of the fence you uh, align yourself with here. Uh, Dbrand is saying its latest PS5 faceplates will survive Sony's legal wrath. So this past week, accessory maker Dbrand made headlines when it stopped selling its PlayStation 5, in air quotes, dark plates, following a cease and desist letter from Sony. At the time, the, co- uh, the company promised it would have more to say about the subject, and now it has. This past Monday evening, the company took to Reddit to announce a second version of the faceplates that says Sony won't have a legal case against and the quote reads as follows. By creating a brand new design, Dark Plates 2.0 successfully closes the loop on this dispute and neutralizes any future infringement claims from Sony, the company said. It also claims its plates will make your PS5 look considerably less ugly. You can be the judge of that last one. <laughs> In addition to a new design, the panels feature cutouts for the PlayStation 5's 120mm intake fans. Citing data from Gamers Nexus, dbrand claims its new plates will maximize your PS5's thermal performance without the need to run it naked. Ooh Sony's latest console doesn't have overheating issues. That's true of both the launch variant and the new revised model that comes with a smaller and lighter heatsink. That said, running components at lower temperatures generally extends their lifespan over pushing them to the limit. If you're worried about dust making its way into your console, each set of dark plates comes with a pair of mesh dust filters you can mount inside of the panels. The new panels are available to pre-order now for an introductory price of $59 for the set US dollars. You can choose from three colors, matte black, retro gray, and classic white. Alongside the faceplates, dbrand is selling light strips you can use to tint your PS5 side LEDs. They're available in nine different colors with a single one priced at $5.95. dbrand will also release the panels in waves with the first sold out set shipping in November and then the second and third waves coming in December and January. Miss Hart, do you want to buy some D brand dark plate 2.0s. Do you want to spruce up your PlayStation five?
0: I would love to make my PlayStation just have, um, black like plates. Cause the white is just not good. Not good at all. It doesn't work for me. It's really not. Yeah. It's really not. It's a little, <laughs> really little goth to, um, you know, black consoles. Um, I've, I've actually been really interested in this story because, um, like it, it's been interesting how this company kind of went about this whole procedure. Like that when they, um, did the initial release, um, of these plates, they literally wrote Sony Sue us. Um, so Sony did, but the speculation is, is that Sony's trying to get a grip on this like paneling, like, um, people, uh, selling panels, customized panels because Sony themselves will be selling like paneling for direct to users so they can change up the colors and stuff like that of their Playstations. Um, yeah, this whole thing's been pretty interesting. It's like uh, Deep Brands has been pretty cocky, <laughs> pretty cocky. So. Yeah,
1: it's it's very like gamer meme culture, isn't it? With the Little whole game. yeah, sue us and stick it up your ass, Sony, and yeah, like uh, considerably less ugly. Like it is so, uh, you know, it's very no cap. The kids might oh, say yes. potentially. <laughs> yes. But um, Sheesh. these these are Dark Plate Two I don't think it looks that great, to be honest. It, looks, it ends up looking like a little... You know, like how you could used to buy like the media centres, the little media hubs where you could have all your movies downloaded on there and your TV shows oh, and yes, your photos. Oh, yes, yes, it's, It makes your PlayStation look like one of those or just a weird giant-ass portable hard drive.
0: Look, not all of us could have a Horizon Zero Dawn PlayStation, <laughs> okay, Brendan? All right? You
1: can. Just on head on over to... Uh, <laughs>
0: So, you know, I can understand with someone like you looking at, you know, a very plain colored, uh, you know, <laughs> plate and being like, eh. I also like the incorporation of like, and now we have fan access. Because apparently Sony's um, plate design is, it's patent pending. So they don't actually have the direct patent on it yet.
1: Interesting.
0: So like, you know. Like, I guess that's why D brands kind of like they've changed a few things to say, yeah, you can't can't sue us if you don't really own that pattern. So, yeah, this has been a very interesting kind of like back and forth um, between, you know, a brand that's kind of doing something on the side, which we are seeing with um 3D printers now. We're seeing a lot of people kind of going out there and customizing a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see, like, how a big corporation or, like, you know, big corp, like, whether it be Sony or Microsoft, kind of saying, like, hey, you can't create custom stuff for our consoles or our peripherals and mm. then sell it. So
1: yeah, it's 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 very much gonna. And it's not going to be the last time we see or hear things like this. Like, there's so many, like, as you said, Miss Hart, there's so many companies or little little boutique offshoots where they are manufacturing their own modifications because you can literally just click like clip out the the sort of the side panels on your PlayStation 5 like yeah. there's no proprietary lock or bolt you need to break like you literally just rip them out like there's just some little clips holding these things in so you can adjust these on the fly and it doesn't void the warranty taking these off as well so it's impl- well, not implied but you've got some some flexibility there and some con- security knowing that you can customize your PlayStation 5 and if it does fall over a month later you can still get this thing fixed out Not under true, warranty, yeah. so it's uh, it's it's inviting people to customize, yeah. And, and yeah, me me in my ivory tower with my uh, horizon themed PlayStation is very much looking down on some of these lesser designs. But uh, who knows, Miss Hart? I fired up my three D printer for the first time this week, so maybe oh. I'm going to start making I'm going to start making uh, plates to uh, customise PlayStations then I will get sued by Sony who knows (laughs) who knows but I'm not never going to be mean and say make it look look less ugly I'm just going to say make it look better
0: (laughs) improved
1: yeah customised personalised you know make that console your own Uh, something that I was not able to make my own this week Miss Hart is the Xbox Series X mini fridge Mm. because these things sold out in minutes and Excuse me. And now scalpers are already selling them online for hundreds of dollars more. So Microsoft released the first wave of pre-orders this past week, which sold out in under 15 minutes according to potential buyers on Twitter. The fridge modelled after the Xbox Series X console officially retailed for $99.99, but it's already going for far more than double that on eBay with some up to $500, Ms. Mm -hmm. Hart. Multiple listings have already sold out at their listed price or accepted the best offer. In the US, the fridges are on sale exclusively at Target, while it's available from game in the UK and not available currently in Australia. Fucking hell, Microsoft. I'm so angry about this. Uh, Microsoft says it's planning to expand regional availability in 2022. I don't want to wait till after Christmas for a mini fridge, Miss Hart, but it looks like I might have to. Mm, It's also important to note that Xbox called today the first wave of pre-orders, meaning there may be more chances to secure the fridge in the US. And UK and hopefully Australia later on. So Miss Hart, my my uh, uh, prophesizing of uh, mini fridges for five hundred dollars has come true because yes. you can get them on eBay for about that. I haven't pulled the trigger on one yet, Thank but you. I've gotten pretty close a couple of times.
0: I reckon if Microsoft knows that they're gonna get money out of this, they might keep churning them out. Like yeah. you know,
1: why wouldn't you? Why, like, exactly why would not you just keep selling you? these?
0: As you know just like another console really. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe how quickly and they didn't actually, as far as I'm aware, they never actually officially announced when the pre-orders were going live and they did it for over here. I believe it was like 6 30 AM in the morning is when they became available. And within like minutes, within minutes they were gone, they were sold out. Like, I remember clicking the link and it just being, like, straight out, like, just straight sold out. Like, I'm like, when did this get posted? Only so many minutes ago? This is crazy. So. Um, Very crazy. I'm cu- Like, I'm curious to see because they've also said, obviously, they've allocated um, physical stock for brick and mortar, so Target. But uh, my husband seems to think that, like, um, the people who work there will probably secure them. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm filthy because I, I yeah completely missed that these things went on sale on that day and then they were sold out in two seconds. And I've just done a quick jump on eBay to see if there's uh, like what's kicking around and just search like Xbox Series X mini fridge And there's one on here now for $851 Australian. Mm. But then you've got to also add the $162 in postage. So it's a thousand bucks.
0: Yeah. So even if you wanted to be like dodgy and try to like get it for like, you know, from another country, like still getting it shipped is a lot of money. So, you know, on top of like the, you know, the the additional costs that people are adding to these, um, not necessarily limited, like, like, like they've said that um, they're gonna what? So open pre-orders in December. Was that what they're saying? Yeah,
1: fir- first wave of pre-orders. So we're gonna have mm. further iterations and regional expansion uh, in 2022. So maybe I'll be able to buy one locally here sometime in 2022. But I still want one now. God damn it! My FOMO is running rampant inside oh, me you, on this fridge.
0: you and everyone else. Like, there's a lot of people who are predominant figures in the Xbox, um, you know, atmosphere, scene, whatever, and they've missed out. So, yeah. and they're, they're they're ropeable, really, so.
1: Yep, yep. Very frustrating, but uh, you know what? People people are going to hustle. Oh, and yeah. They, they see the incentive to buy and then flip these things for <laughs> immediate profit and... Like, it's, it's a dirtbag thing to do, that's for sure. But pff, that's that's what people do. So, uh, yeah, is what it is. And uh, this is also something that uh, happened this week. Tweet of the week. And this tweet is hot off the presses, officially dropping overnight. And uh, this tweet comes via, I have at Rockstar Games. And the tweet reads, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition coming November 11th. So coming in like three weeks' time mm. for PlayStation Five, Xbox Series S slash X, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and the Rockstar's games and the Rockstar Games launcher pre-orders are live now. Uh, for us here in the AU, you're looking at over a hundred bucks, give or take, uh, for this trilogy of Three, Four, and San Andreas. Cool, like there's a trailer that goes for about a minute showing the the enhancements and improvements that you are getting from these early versions of the games to now. And, Miss Hart, I don't want to be, uh, you know, an old fuddy here and be a negative Nancy, but, like, I don't care.
0: Yeah, like, so for the trilogy, what was in the trilogy again?
1: So you get Grand Theft Auto 3, you get Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and you get San Andreas.
0: Oh, Okay. Either way, one of the funniest comments, because um, in this trailer they did in this tweet, they did the comparative of like, okay, this is what it looked like before. And this is what, you know, our you know remastering and polishing kind of looked like. And the funniest comment that I saw online was um, saying that it looks like The Sims, but with murder. And I can't unsee it now. <laughs> I can't, like, see the like how the, the change in, like, graphics and stuff, like, kind of makes them look like Sims characters and anything. So... Yeah, I ain't in a rush to get on this really at all. If anything, I'd be curious to see how it plays on Nintendo Switch. I could kinda see myself just like maybe just, you know just laying in bed and playing Kill- a bit of GTA. Killing some prostitutes. Yeah, just in the
1: comfort of uh, yeah, comfort of wherever.
0: Bring a prostitute into my bed. Um Giddy up. <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> not really not really um not really hyped for this anyway, so um but like and that price point too is a bit rough. Do, do you think? Am I, am I being stingy? Is that?
1: No, I don't think you are because these are games that are many, 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 many years old now. I know that there's a development process in the back end to make these things definitive, I guess if we're going to call them that. Mm. Uh, so so time and money was uh, certainly laid out in spades from, from Rockstar. But yeah, 100 odd bucks is a bit ho-hum. Uh, if you ask me, but the interesting thing that they've sort of broken this trilogy away in a way where San Andreas, uh, the Definitive Edition, is coming to Game Pass on November 11th, mm. but not Vice City and GTA 3. But GTA 3, the Definitive Edition, will be coming to PlayStation Now on December the 7th. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make sense of this. So any PlayStation Now users... Grand Theft Auto 3, the definitive edition, will be out a little after a month of that initial release for for PlayStation Now users. Obviously, that doesn't exist in Australia. So, Aussie listeners, that's a bit of a pain in the ass. But on day one of release, you can play San Andreas, the definitive edition, on Xbox Game Pass. So, that uh, November 11th, you can play that as part of your Game Pass service. Not (laughs) 3 or Vice City, but you can play San Andreas I know that probably was as clear as mud as far as explaining that. So you can buy the trilogy in one single purchase and get all three games. If you're an Xbox Game Pass user, you can get Grand Theft Auto San Andreas released day one on November 11th to play. Yeah. Or if you're a PlayStation Now user, you can play Grand Theft Auto 3, the definitive edition from December the 7th
0: yeah all right (laughs) now just just make me not want to play more (laughs) (laughs) don't make me think gta come on of all games don't make me try to think
1: yeah it's uh yeah it's a game you just want to mindlessly cruise around and get amongst it don't you but like graphically some of the screenshots like some of the lighting enhancements improvements like it looks good but like you know, I had my experience and my fun with these games years and years and years ago, and I don't really have an inclination to go back. Uh, yeah. Many other people do, no doubt, because people are horny for this franchise forever. That's so true. So it'll sell.
0: Yeah, like it will. Like it 100% will. And I think there's probably, I'd safely say there's a good generation out there that maybe has at least experience, has an experience, at least one of them, um, that they and they may enjoy it. Um, I'm still curious about the music. Do they, do they hold that licensing with the radio stations and everything like that? Do they hold that forever?
1: There was, a, there was a line I saw on social media this morning where a lot of the radio stations and music will return, but there will also be new additions as well. So oh, I'm yeah, assuming that they managed to hold some of the licensing and renew some of those, and then others they might have missed the boat on. So we'll get some familiar tunes and some familiar radio stations and segments, and then some new stuff as well. As
0: long as we get Fernando...
1: <laughs> fernando i loved fernando. but yeah i know i probably yeah sounded like a bit of a debbie downer explaining all that but um yeah the definitive it's edition weird. it's confirmed it's coming out in three-ish weeks and you're going to be able to play certain games out of that trilogy on certain platforms as part of your subscription services so mm. They haven't confirmed if maybe they might sneak one into like next month's or maybe December's PS Plus and you maybe get one of those games included in that bundle there. But um, yeah, this game is probably no doubt selling like hotcakes already as far as pre-orders go. And on the other pre-order discussion... Uh, They announced this past week that God of War is making its way to PC and (laughs) it is the most pre-ordered game on Steam already from what I saw doing the rounds. So uh, I'm very excited for PC players to play that game and experience that masterpiece for the first time because it is such a special, special game.
0: Yeah. And I could see a lot of, like, PC players um, enjoying that experience. I obviously saw a lot of bullshit, as you do, when that kind of stuff happens, of people losing their exclusivity. Um, oh, yeah, But, God. you know, I digress. Like, um, you know, more, more players equals more fan base, which equals more money, which means more titles. So,
1: you said that perfectly. And, yeah, all them haters out there, just shush. It doesn't make this game any less special because PC players are now going to get to experience what those legends at Sony, Santa Monica did several years ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Kratos is the man. And we've got Ragnarok coming next year. But uh, if you don't want to wait for Ragnarok or God of War to make its way to PC, these are things you can get into this coming week new releases and events. Uh, So, as Miss Ali Hart mentioned earlier in the podcast, we've got a state of play happening on October the 27th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, As far as podcasts, listening to THG 260, and we've also got a new episode of Putting in Work dropping this week. Movies and television, uh, My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission is dropping this week, as well as Army of Thieves. So that's the prequel to the Zack Schneider Army of the Dead Netflix film that uh, I kind of liked and Miss heart kind of didn't like and she's still probably angry at me about that wreck yeah. but uh
0: <laughs> so the one the one movie recommendation I took you on <laughs> you lost My all credibility reputation is shot. <laughs> I've
1: got no cred anymore I gotta try and build it up slowly but surely pig Pig, Nicolas Cage, you'll be a fan of that one. Mm. As far as games coming out this week, Iron Harvest, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is probably the biggest one in this uh, release cycle, unless you're a NASCAR fan, because NASCAR 21 Ignition is coming out. Also, Workshop Simulator, Super Robot Wars 30, Age of Empires 4, Backbone, Dusk, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater. I really want to go back and play that game again just to get my um, underpants stained a shade of brown. Uh, Riders Republic drops this week. Roki, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. And Mario Party Superstars drops this week, so we've got a pretty, pretty full slate of oh. games across all platforms to keep people well occupied for at least a week.
0: Curious to see how well Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy does. That definitely, um, it, it definitely got hit with a lot of like conflicting opinions on whether people liked it or not. And obviously, the style choices, people are happy because the music sounds amazing. So I'd be very curious to see how this one does.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very interested. Like we'll we'll have some coverage of that because I'll be I'll be playing it in some fashion. Yeah, haven't been able to secure an early copy of that, but uh, I've been chatting to Bandai and uh, those legends over there. Should hopefully, be able to sling a little something our way so yeah. we can give you some uh, thoughts and opinions on that because yeah, it looks interesting. It looks interesting, and I love the love the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. And if they can nail that in a game format, I think it could be fun to play.
0: Yeah, like. Yeah, I was one of the people that was kind of on the fence. It kind of was on the nose to me. I like um, it, I don't, I couldn't see how long the playability of that game could be. So it looked a bit repetitive. Yeah.
1: So but. we'll find out. We'll we'll see reviews start to pop in the next couple of days on that. So we'll see what uh yeah. the media. As a whole, thinks of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. But, Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of THG 260. Anything else you want to say or shout out before we shut this studio down for another week?
0: Yes, Halloween special is coming up. So, we are taking any kind of spooky questions, recommendations that we can kind of do for the Halloween special of the podcast. Um, thank you to everyone that's kind of already given some input. We'll do another round on social media for opportunities for you to kind of put your input in. So, check. Obviously Instagram, Twitter and our Discord as well. Um yeah. just so you know if you've got any input if there's something you'd like to see us discuss on our Halloween special. And it's pretty important to stay in tune with our social media, especially for our podcasts when we do kind of special podcasts where we talk about different things because that's when we kind of reach out to you guys to see what you want to hear. So always keep your finger on the pulse when it comes to the social media platforms and getting involved.
1: That's it. That's it. So if you're not following us already at We Are Eight Bit for all eight bit centric stuff, uh, follow Miss Hart at Miss Ally Hart and follow myself at Brendan Eight Bit. And uh, yeah, because we want to do more of more of that, more episode shaping based off you know listener feedback and and requests. So uh, let's see what we can make happen with the upcoming Halloween special, which is going to be episode two sixty one. And, uh, yeah, we've got some exciting things planned for, for end of year as far as our sort of end of year wrap-ups and festivus and things like that where we mm. wanted to try and get as many listeners engaging and participating in those episodes as well to get some good feedback. So, yeah, keep your eyes and ears peeled to them socials and obviously jump into our Discord as well. But that brings us to the end of another podcast, Miss Hart. Thanks to each and every one of you for stopping on by, listening and giving us your time It means an awful lot. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation, much love
0: and stay hungry.